What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So let's just jump right into it. We have a lot to talk about today. First order of business is that there is free agent signing by the Houston Astros. They have signed Hector Neris to a two-year, $17 million deal. Hector Neris is a reliever. He's a pretty good one. He's a pretty good one. I think he's actually better than his numbers indicate. So $17 million over two seasons, that's, that's a pretty good good contract for Neris. Obviously, it's it's a it's a pretty solid chunk of change for a reliever. But this guy was in high demand. I mean, despite the fact that, you know, so he was playing with Philadelphia. Despite the fact that he was the face of a bullpen that led the league in blown saves, I think a lot of people realized that he has a lot of talent. So he had 12 saves and 11 holds, but also seven blown saves over 74 and a third innings across 74 games. So a 3.63 ERA and 4.08 FIP. But he also had a 31.6% strikeout rate. Issue is, you know, his, his walk rate wasn't that good, less than ideal, I should say, 10.3% there. But to his credit, Neris kept the ball on the ground more frequently than usual. He had a 48.9% ground ball rate. And the Phillies just you know, weren't that good in the infield. They're not really known for the infield defense. That's going to that's gonna change when he heads to Houston, obviously. And um, Neris is 32. He spent his entire eight-year career with the Phillies so far. But, I mean... He's going to embark on the next chapter of his career in Houston where he's now going to assume Kendall Graveman's late-inning responsibilities because we know Kendall Graveman recently signed a three-year, $24 million deal with the Chicago White Sox. So, yeah, I mean, so now Nares is going to join some other righties, Ryan Stanek, Phil Maton, Pedro Baez, and Rafael Montero. All these guys are going to try to bridge the gap from starter to closer their closer is Ryan Presley. I mean, if nothing else, the Astros can rest assured that Hector Neris can, I mean, because he's closed, he can handle the mental burden of pitching for Houston. I mean, it's a team that has you know a lot of detractors, a lot of haters. And having spent so long in Philly, I mean, Neris definitely should be used to hearing his fair share of criticism on the mound. But Neris, like, like we've talked about the ground balls, but that's because he leans heavily on his splitter, an 84-mile-an-hour split-finger fastball, which has long been you know, the main offering in his repertoire. I mean, he's also very reliant on the split against lefties, against you know, those guys. He uses that split finger roughly 50% of the time. So, yeah, I mean... Split-finger fastball, guys, I mean, the split-finger fastball is a cousin of a changeup. A sinking fastball or a sinker is the cousin of a fastball. So a, a splitter will tumble down and to your arm side. So a right-handed pitcher is going to tumble down and, and you know, into a right-handed batter or away from a left-handed batter. Sinker is going to kind of do the opposite. So it's going to, it's going to, tumble down and away from a right-handed batter or into a left-handed hitter. That's basically how that goes. But, um, yeah, so we'll see what he does in Houston, but I think it's a really good grab. I think that his numbers are, are pretty solid. 
and he could be better than anticipated uh, because he did give up a lot of home runs just at uh, inopportune times. And I think that if he keeps the ball in the yard, we'll see even better numbers overall. Moving on, so speaking of the Astros, Yimi Garcia is headed to the Blue Jays. So Yimi Garcia, the former Astro, is now going to be a Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Toronto Blue Jay. He reached a two-year, eleven million dollar agreement with a club option, and yeah, he opened this past season with the Marlins, and then was traded to Houston in July. He actually struggled for Houston down the stretch, and even in the postseason, honestly, wasn't really very good. Not really going to read off his stats because they they weren't that good. But he did have a a good first half of the year before he was traded. So. The Blue Jays, I guess, see the overall picture. Like, okay, this is someone who struggled down the stretch, but overall still a good pitcher. They're giving him a two-year, $11 million deal. Um, obviously not as much money as Hector Neris just got, but you can kind of see the difference in the type of pitcher we're talking about. It's not the same caliber of pitcher, but still going to announce it because it's, it's, a, it's a move worth noting. We have a trade a trade to discuss. So the Mariners made their first impactful move of the offseason. Okay, they're, they're filling a direct need. They acquired second baseman Adam Frazier from the Padres in exchange for left-handed pitcher Ray Kerr and outfielder Corey Rozier. Both those guys are prospects. So Frazier was an all-star in 2021. I mean, he's going to be a free agent after this upcoming season. But he's a proven versatile and well-rounded player. So Adam Frazier goes to Seattle to fill a need. And that's the everyday second base job. He has great bat-to-ball skills and hitting ability. Obviously, his long-term role is going to depend on what other players the Mariners acquire this offseason, but they get their second baseman. Mariners get their second baseman. Frazier is going to turn 30 in December. He's you know, entering his final year of arbitration, but he had 305 with 36 doubles, five triples, five homers, 43 rubies, and 10 steals last season. So, yeah, I mean, Mariners sent some prospects out to San Diego for Adam Frazier, who's basically exp- an expiring contract and doesn't really fill any kind of uh, long-term need for for San Diego, so they're like, well, we might as well get some value from him now before he leaves as a free agent and we get nothing. So that's the deal there. The two prospects going to San Diego, so Kerr, he's 27. I mean, this guy, I'm sorry, yeah, going to San Diego. He was recently added to the Mariners 40-man roster to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. 2021, he had a 3.18 ERA and 60 strikeouts in 39 and two-thirds innings. He's got 100-mile-an-hour velocity and pure stuff, and he had a huge jump this past season. So he's definitely someone who was one of the Mariners' more intriguing prospects. And then Rozier, he's 22. He was drafted in the 12th round of the MLB draft this past year. And he came out of UNC Greensboro, hit 380 with three homers and a 10.22 OPS and 32 games in low A this past summer. So we'll see how that all goes. But that's the trade. Adam Frazier is going up to Seattle. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but Adam Frazier just seems like 
he just seems like such a Mariners type of player. You know what I mean? Like, he's just such a Mariners type player. Not like a ton of power. You know, you know, can really hit the ball for average. You know, good defense. That just seems like the kind of player the Mariners like to acquire. I mean, we've seen that a lot. But I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But. And in other news, apparently Pablo Sandoval plans to play in 2022. He's not yet thinking about retirement. And it's been reported that he wants to play next year. I mean, he was released by Cleveland on July 30th and did not catch on with another MLB team. But remember how he, he actually started the year with the Braves on the opening day roster, and he actually hit a bunch of pinch hit home runs. It was huge for Atlanta in the beginning, and it was traded to Cleveland in exchange for the future NLSCS MVP, Eddie Rosario. So, I mean, this dude definitely paid a lot of dividends for the Atlanta Braves this past season but of course his prime years are behind him he's 35 but he's still a productive part-time bat i mean as recently as 2019 he had 268 with 14 homers over just 296 plate appearances with san francisco so considering his long track record and obviously his his uh, postseason success looking at his career um yeah he, he's a good candidate to land somewhere this winter on another minor league deal like last year you know he was on a minor league deal with the Braves but he broke camp and teams can get a first-hand look during spring training whether or not they think he has anything left in the tank so we'll see if that happens but wanted to mention it but that will do it for today if you enjoyed this please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection <laughs>